What's going on, guys? This is Angelo from No Reserves Radio. Here with me, as always, Alex and Fantasy Episode Time. I don't want to talk about the Packers disappointing me. I'm good. <laughs> How's it going, guys? Yeah. Like, I guess, I guess we can just do a small recap on that one because we were missing that pick. Uh, but yeah, the Packers. Angelo was on the Packers minus two and a half. The Packers lost. So uh, plus two and a half. My bad. But the Packers lost by more than two and a half. So I got that one. And I am like one win closer to you. I'm still like six wins down. But that's for another episode. Jordan Love (laughs) threw three picks. I couldn't believe it, man. And he had some really bad throws. Like, I'm I'm just going to rent here because this lost me a week. But I'm not not sure if you (laughs) saw. I'm not sure if you saw. But uh, there was a big reception by Christian Watson. So he got the ball at like, I think it was the 50s or so. And then he, he he caught it and he started running with it towards the end zone. And he's like, I think he's 15 yards away from, from the red zone. Like no one is catching him. And Marcus Peters makes, or Marcus Epps, I'm not sure. It was one of the two DBs. He makes a play on him in which he catches his collarbone. So that is, is, I think it's his collarbone. Like he grabs him by like the shirt and so on and throws him to the ground. And that's the only way that he tackles him. So they get a penalty, of course. But that would have been a touchdown. Like we should start making that a touchdown because like there's no way no one would have stopped him if he wasn't like illegally thrown to the ground. And like, that touchdown would have win would have won me one week or actually like in two leagues I would have won <laughs> with that touchdown. So yeah, I'm pissed about that one. Of course you are. <laughs> That's like a six, say around eight point swing. Point swing, yeah. Yeah, and I lost by like I think it was seven points if not mistaken, or yeah, seven and and change to Ollie in our 16-team league, so pretty pissed off about that one. Yeah, I mean, that's football. That's unfortunate. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't a great game last week. Uh, last week, no, last night. Uh, Packers don't look great. They made, like, the Las Vegas offense look, like, okay. So that's an indictment on you. And the Las Vegas offense... Looks okay-ish. Like they don't look bad, but they don't look good as either. I thought they would look worse versus this defense. But funny enough, you had that. I had because I am a Bengals fan, so obviously I have a lot of Jamar Chase in a lot of different leagues, and I lost a league by less than a point with Jamar Chase on my team. Have you ever been in the situation where you're just praying for a stat correction win? Oh, I mean, back-to-back weeks. I Actually, like, three weeks in a row I've been in that situation. One of them I was wishing uh, to not have a stat correction loss because I was winning by 0.3 or by 0.2, and I end up losing by 0.3 because it's a 0.5 stat correction in the, the IDP league that we're both in. Um, and then in our Dynasty Nas League, 
I won by 0.1 to Luke, so I was hoping for not a stat correction when we played there. And then the week after, I lost by 0.3, so I was hoping for 1. <laughs> yeah, a lot of close games so far. And seems like you're experiencing that as well. Yeah, except in the opposite direction. Like the league that I the leagues that I have lost close games, I'm like one and four in and I've lost two games that way. It's rough, dude. Yeah, that's that's very rough. There was like I did pretty bad in fantasy this week. I think I've lost three, four, five, six. I've lost six leagues out of a total of I think it's ten. Nine or ten. So, I lost quite a bit this week. So, in my money leagues, I actually was pretty bust. Especially the one that I picked up, Derek Carrin. I just, like, admitted, like, that's that's a lost cause. But in the other league where I have Burrow, Chase, Hall, and Walker, and C.D. Lamb, I'm just like, yes. I, I got a chance to win this one. I saw yeah. the San Francisco 49er defense on waivers and I put in a claim. I was like, yes, please let me add the 49ers defense to this. We got this. Yeah, in my money leagues, I like one of them I won pretty easily. The other one I lost by on Thursday night football because he had Fields and DJ Moore combined for. Oh, God, you got victimized <laughs> by that. 82 points, and then he added on top of that, he added Tyreek Hill with 32, so he outscored me with those three players, so that one was done. Like, I had some hope when EDN scored, like, 36.4 points, so I had a sliver of hope, and then he'll happen, and I just didn't open the league again. Uh. (laughs) And then the other one, I lost by 7.9, and I had Christian Watson, so... Yeah. <laughs> Ooh. I could have used that touchdown in two leagues. All right. So you want to talk about the injuries to your uh, your son, Anthony Richardson? Yeah. Uh, not great. <laughs> I guess we can start with the injuries. There's like four big ones. Uh, we just got news on another one as we started yeah. the podcast. Uh, but like the first one, I guess we can start with the QB. Anthony Richardson, uh, I believe he's going to be out for a while. The team is is preparing to be without him for a while. I've seen one to two months right now uh, because of uh, AC joint. Yeah, yeah. It's his throwing uh, like elbow as well. Not elbow. Um... Shoulder. Yeah, shoulder. My bad. Uh, it's a strong shoulder as well. Uh, I mean, some people will look at it and look at like all of his injuries so far and say that it's because of his playing style. I would sort of push back a bit there because I've seen countless QBs take the hit that he took last Sunday and be okay with it. It's just a freak injury, really. And yeah, he's going to be out for a while. He's going to be on IR apparently. And that's probably for the best. He needs to, to heal up that shoulder. Otherwise, he will, he will do more damage to it. So, yeah, Gardner Minshew. He's going to be a starter for a while. He's probably the better Colt starter this year. Uh, I would push back on it. Like, Anthony Richardson has been pretty good. For like a half? Yeah, like, 
the game that he played in full, like the second game that he played in full, he was pretty good. Like the whole game. How many games have he played in full? Two. Oh, okay, two games. Okay. Just... Yeah, it's not like an ideal start of a career, but whenever he's out there, he always looks good. So I'm not uh... that worried about him. I think he's pretty good. Uh-huh. Uh-huh, okay, okay, okay. They're still going to push back on it. I mean, he's clearly not doing as well as... She, I mean, I think it's it's close for what they do, but yeah, he's not doing as, as well. great as your, your guy. Ah, CJ Stroud, baby! Yeah. <laughs> not CJ Stroud. Is he, like, the leading candidate for Offensive Rookie of the Year right now? Um... That's actually pro. He should be, but honestly, that's a tough competition. You could argue that Bijan has a case. You could argue Addison or Jay Flowers has a case. I guess Addison right now with the. I guess we can, we can jump into it next. But yeah, Addison probably has a case right now with Justin Jefferson being out at least four weeks. Uh, it's an hamstring injury for him. Team wants to to be careful with him. They are one and four, so I've seen some report, not reports, but like speculation on like if the Vikings don't win enough games, does he come back at all this season because he didn't get the extension? So does he just sit out for the remaining of the year? I don't think yeah. so. I think Jefferson is the type of guy who will push to play, Maybe, even if uh... the team is down. Maybe a certain playoff contender should send him to a certain tanking team. Maybe a certain tanking team should make him, like, a good offer, not offer him, like, scraps. Scraps? Yeah. Very good pieces for that Justin Jefferson. Oh, sure thing. Sure thing. I was offering you a top five pick and wide receivers. Damn it. Uh, you actually didn't mention which pick it was. You mentioned, like, your pick straight up, which, big no-no. Or two-thirds, big which no-no? I assume... Big no-no? What do you mean, big no-no? I would never trade I... JJ for, like, the 102. I've made that mistake before. You would never trade JJ for the 102. Never. I think that's just... There's no one in this draft that is as the potential... Like JJ, yes, sure. It's it's not only like okay, Marvin Harrison Jr. Okay, he is at the same like realm of hype as like a Chase was back then, but it's a different thing to actually like produce. And JJ has produced and he has been like the best wide receiver in the league. So yeah, I would never trade him for that. Now, if you trade me like your first, Austin's first, Pickens, and I don't know something else, maybe wow. I'll ponder it. Or just trade me Chase, I guess. Wow. But I like my Jamar Chase. You do. And your Jamar Chase will make sure you lose the 101 to me. Maybe. But hey, I still got a Jamar Chase. You sure do. But I I guess, like, implications uh, on this is KJ Osborne becomes a flex play, probably. And it's Addison season right now. I mean, I so, think he will so he will be called once upon. Again, once again, if you are in redraft or if you... Even if you're in Dynasty, this is why you make rookie wide receiver selections. 
with your middle round picks because an injury like Justin Jefferson happens and now suddenly Addison is bolstered to the number one wide receiver on a team that can't run the football and is constantly down football games. So that's that's how you get fancy points. That's yeah. how you get fancy points. <laughs> and it's like it's not even that Addison hasn't really been producing. Even yeah. with JJ on the field. I mean he has like in our scoring systems which are mostly PPR, he has like double digit point scores in like every single game that he has played outside of week four in which he only had a target. So, yeah, I mean, he has been putting 16.1, 16.2, 12.2, 18.4. He's also like a red zone threat. I mean, he has three touchdowns in five games. So, uh, I mean, I think it swills up for Edison. Edison is going to be what people thought QJ would be, uh, Quentin Johnston would be when Mike Williams went down. How would you rank the wide receivers in this class? Up to this point, oh. I think with like the developments and the production that the players have shown, I think you sort of have to put Addison at one. So I would go Addison, but like the rest, I think I would put JSN at second still. Then I would probably. I'm blanking on the wide receivers. I'm missing one at Quint, least. JSN, Quinn Johnston. Oh, Quinn Flowers. Johnston is last. Uh, Quinn Johnston is last. <laughs> he's probably going to be behind. I don't know. He's going to be behind Michael Wilson at this point. He's going to be behind Mike. So uh, if I you... think I think it's like Addison, uh, Zay Flowers. Uh, my bad. Addison, JSN, Zay Flowers. Then I, I, I sort of think you have to put Puka there. Puka no, has Puka's to be not your one? No, Puka's my... He's between my three and my four right now. I think, like, if I wasn't so afraid of the profile, I would put him at three right now. But I still think I'm taking safe flowers because I still don't trust Puka as a long-term option. So, yeah, Zay at the 3, Puka at the 4, and then at the 5, it's got to be... Uh, it's between Tank Dell or Josh Downs for me. Interesting. Josh Downs. I think I'm going Josh Downs. He's my guy. Josh Downs is your guy. Josh Downs is my guy. Always has been, always will be. I don't know. How would you rank that? Right now? Yeah. Uh, good question. I probably would go Addison first. I would go Zay Flowers second. We're doing this right now. I'd probably go Reed third. I'd probably go JSN fourth. You put Jaden Reed super high. He's looked pretty good. I mean, not last week. He has sort of like... No one looked good last week, including Jordan Love. Watson looked okay. 
He got three receptions, and most of it came on one play. That is true, but it also, like, Love missed him on that touchdown at the end. And they, I think he also missed him on a few plays before. Oh, my bad. I had a sneeze. Um, and I, he also had, like, I think Watson had a drop, I believe, as well, if I'm not mistaken. So could have been a bigger day. But, yeah. That's generally... Like, I'm not, I'm honestly at a point where, and I understand, like, going into the season, the cell wasn't, JSN would start the season and look amazing. That's not why you drafted JSN. You drafted him for the talent and that he would eventually usurp uh, Tyler Lockett. But at the same time, wide receiver production matters. And not seeing that, granted, you could, you know, do it away and say it's just his injury that he still hasn't fully recovered from, but not seeing the production is still, you got, you got to see that production. That's basically what I'm saying. I think, yeah. I think if I could get JSN at a discounted price, I would, because I do think the talent is there, but I will, I won't say that I'm not concerned that he hasn't produced to this point. Yeah, it's not been pretty right now if you were expecting anything from him. I do think like as the season goes on he gets more involved. Uh but I he don't expect him to have to. like a solid role like throughout the season. It's just gonna be the flex guy. Now would it shock me if like there were some like uh bi week adjustments and he, he gets more involved in the game plan now? Not really, and that's sort of why I'm still pondering making an offer for him in our league. Because I do think that that might be a thing now that he's like more healthy, he gets more involved in the game plan. But like the problem to me is the the targets. I'm not sure, and he has been getting like a solid amount of targets. I mean, like throughout four weeks, he has what like. 12, like, he has 20 targets, if I'm not mistaken. So, that's five targets that's, a game. That's not, like, what you what you would want from your alpha wide receiver, but it's not a bad number of targets for a rookie. No, you're right about that. It's not. Especially one that's the third option in the passing game. But yeah, I do think like you sort of have to put Puka in there. Somewhere. Oh yeah, I I forgot about Puka. I wouldn't take Jaden Reed. I have Jaden Reed. I would gladly trade Jaden Reed for Puka. Gladly, really? Oh, gladly, gladly. <laughs> Just no one would take him away from me. So yeah, hmm. I can take I can take Pickens for Jaden Reed. You can take pickings for Jalen Reed. Just saying. <laughs> yeah. Oh, we, we actually just should really do this. Let me see if there's there's an oh there is one. So this should have been on like to start the show, but Oh well. Congratulations to Angelo for winning in our like oh, sixteen no. team league for the first time in I believe it's th- Two or three years right now. So three he has years. won his first 
matchup in three fantasy football seasons. Oh. Major props to him. Major props to him. In a major rebuild, he has finally, like, accidentally won a game. So, congrats. He won a game. All it took was for Brees to score almost 30, for Pickens to score almost 30, and for Chase to probably break our league's record of points in a game. So, yeah, <laughs> major props. Those three players actually, like, made out, what, 95% of your points scored this week, so... Yeah, and I you still don't have a QB. Too. And I still, and I still don't have a QB. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, <laughs> it's just the way things go sometimes. I did it without a QB. Ain't that some crap? I guess we should continue on the news of the injuries. We're still missing two. Uh, Devon A Chain. Right now, uh, he oh isn't... no, not a chain. Oh, everyone who like, oh no, no, it's gonna be. I've heard arguments that he, he might break, like, <laughs> he might break a thousand five hundred yards this season rushing. Like, oh, uh, no. that sure seems difficult now. Uh, but yeah, he is. Uh, his knee injury is actually serious. Apparently, uh, oh, he good. left. He left, uh, I mean, serious to the point in which he will miss games because there was some, like, discussions there since he hurt his knee. I believe it's the MCL. Um, and he did come back on the field and played. Uh, but now, yeah, McDaniels is pretty, like, he's not hiding it that it's a, it's a, an injury that will take him out for a while. I believe he's waiting for a second opinion before making a call between being on IR or just being out a, a couple of weeks. But yeah, it's going to be out several weeks, I believe it's the reports, uh, with an MCL injury. Uh, he might have aggravated it more by playing after after taking the, the hit on the knee, I believe. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I'm not going to say he's injury prone because I don't really think that's the case. But one of his concerns was that it's probably too small for a like full time role in the league and to to get like uh, a massive workload. And I mean, so far in camp, he had an injury that knocked him out like for the first game of the week of the the season as well, and for most of the preseason, if not mistaken. And now he's taken a hit that probably takes him out four weeks. So I guess like. You can't really, like, say that, okay, his breakaway runs are part of his game, so we can't take that away. And then, like, look at him and not say that the the injuries aren't part of his game as well, since, like, that was one of his concerns. Like, it was really small. That's why he's so fast. Like, he's fast because he's actually, like, a great athlete, but he's small. So that's that was always a knock on him. And, yeah. Two injuries in a, in like a short period of time, it doesn't bode well for him. Yeah, it really doesn't. It's, man. and you hate to see it because he is, quite honestly, one of the fastest running backs in the league, and potential has the potential to be one of the most explosive running backs in the league. So it's oh, sure. rough it's, to see. It's fun. It's fun to watch for sure. Oh, I've yeah. I've I've heard this comparison that is like. 
people look at him and think that he's, he's really small, but he's so fast that it's really hard to stop an object that fast. And then I've read a comment, a comment that it's like everyone with kids knows this because <laughs> there's times when your four-year-old just runs at you so fast that you can even like stop him. So yeah, I've seen A-Chain now compared to a four-year-old. That's perfect. <laughs> A-Chain now compared to... Well... But yeah, this probably like I wouldn't say it puts a major dent on its dynasty value, but it puts somewhat of a dent at this point. Like, he was starting to reach running back three value in keep trade cut. He's at four right now. Actually, if you looked at the thing I said where Brees Hall was third, A-Chain is right behind him. Yeah, and that's like... I don't know how he jumped that high, but... Okay. He was like eight last week when you talked about this, I believe. He so somehow you... surpassed Kenneth Walker, so... Yeah, Kenneth Walker is down bad. But, like, why? <laughs> He's running back 12 on the season. He was running back 3 before the bye week. <laughs> yeah, but no, look at his look at his rankings. He's, like, running... He, he might be, like, a fringe RB1 in Dynasty right now. <laughs> That's so dumb. Hold on, I'm gonna I'm gonna look this up in real time. Oh, I am looking at it. He's running back seven. He's Uh, running back seven! If you toggle Superflex on. Like, there's no way that I would actually, like, trade Kenneth Walker for Jonathan Taylor right now. You wouldn't? No, because historically, like, running backs on second contracts, that's when when they start to decline. So, for sure, I I wouldn't throw anything. Jonathan Taylor hasn't started his second contract, though, to be fair. Technically, did sign it, so I guess it starts next year. So, yeah. And this year, I mean, they're apparently going to ramp him, ramp him up slowly. So, does he only start to produce like midway throughout the season? And at this point, like Walker has been suck. has been great. I mean, I know there's concerns about Charbonnet, and he has been involved more and so on and so forth. But Walker still looks like far and away the best running back in that team. So. Oh, yeah, for sure. Like, I probably, like... Like, it's Bijan, it's CMC, and then it's maybe Brees Hall. It's Brees! He's coming and then, for everyone. Then, then it's Ken. I think, like, Brees and Kenneth should be, like, what? pretty close. But I, I understand. Out. Watch out, CMC! Brees is coming for you. I mean, I doubt it, but... <laughs> No, he is. I'm telling you. Brees He's Hall? still, like, quite a bit away from him. He's coming. Like, it's it's ridiculous that a 27-year-old running back is still, like, ranked as high as Christian McCaffrey is. But, I mean, I, I sort of understand it. <laughs> like, there's... At this point, there's no running back. He should be running back one, to be honest. If we're being, like, real about this, and I would... I think Christian McCaffrey should be running back one in Dynasty, even at his age. And I understand why he isn't. Yeah, I understand why he isn't, but it just gives you such a positional advantage there. Like, he's automatically scoring you 20. You're not wrong. He's really freaking good, dude. (laughs) And, like, 20 at this point is, like, it's his floor at this point. 
it's it's crazy. Christian McCaffrey is just so freaking good, dude. He is. And like as long as he doesn't get injured, then right now he seems pretty healthy. I mean it the thing is like the Niners will probably blow out quite a few teams this year. But at this point, like even in blowouts, McCaffrey is still playing late in those games. Like they are not really giving touches. A whole lot of touches for Jordan Mason and Elijah Mitchell and so on and so forth. Like last week, they gave him to, but like the game was done by like halfway through the third quarter. If the game was like a twenty-point game, I'm pretty sure that McCaffrey would still be in there playing because that's what happened in previous weeks. Unless and and like Shanahan has talked about it, like playing competitively. Competitively, oh my god, this competitively, is competitively, uh, like late in those games, there are being like blowouts versus like serious teams to just establish that mind, that mindset. And it has really shown that is like he only let the foot off the brake when the Cowboys were basically like down and out, like hold man type of stuff, like stay down, old man type of stuff. <laughs> So yeah, like it's when not are you even gonna learn this lesson, old man? <laughs> it's starting to feel like that with the Cowboys and the Niners. And I guess like the last injury is the one that popped up right before the the show started. But James Conner is going on IR right now. Oh no, not James Conner! Oh man, didn't you say he was a perennial RB one? Oh no, no RB two, RB two, RB two. Oh, okay, okay. I mean, it's only injury that is knocking him because he, he clearly had like the whole volume. But yeah, yeah. I mean, at this point, you, you sort of like take James Conner, but you know he will be out a few weeks. This time, it's just happened to before. I believe last year it was. It was lesser, less amount of weeks. I believe it was only two, if not mistaken, that he missed. Yeah, this week it's this year is going to be four. So, but when he, uh, yeah, last last year he missed three games. So, it's just like, what do you have to do? You draft him. He's your running back too for the season, and he misses like three games, three or four games. And yeah, whenever he's back, he's back in your lineup because the like, who is that guy? Yeah. A Mari Demarcado is certainly not a guy who will take touches away from him when he's back. So. I'm not going to lie. I don't even know who the running backs are on the Cardinals outside of... Uh... It's Emari Demarcado. So it's probably cousin to Mario and Luigi. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> that's rough. Okay, and yeah, that's I believe that's most of the injuries right now. That's the most significant ones at this point. So it's unfortunate. Like this was All a right. pretty bad day for fantasy. Yeah, it was. All right, let's start the new segment. Are you ready, Alex? Shoot, Kyle Pitts or. <laughs> Okay. Uh, it, you actually picked like a really bad way to start the segment because it just had. I best, know. Best week of the I season. Oh, so. he did. He did, unfortunately. But it's okay because we can dunk on him for being beat out by Jonu Smith consistently. Uh, but okay. at this point, it's actually like not bad because you will be able to make fun of me 
when I pick him over guys who I clearly shouldn't pick him above, just because he had a good week. So I already know that's going to happen. Kyle Pitts or TJ Hawkinson? TJ? Thank you. Kyle Pitts or Sam Laporta? Kyle Pitts. (laughs) You're not buying the Laporta hype? I I mean, I was on Laporta's camp prior to the season. I said he would be the tight end one of this rookie class. He would be the one who has scored scored every every other rookie tight end. But, yeah, I mean, like, they're the same age. Pitts is is more of a veteran right now in the NFL. Like, the scheme isn't super great for him, but he will be on the, I believe it's fourth year of his rookie deal. So, at this point, they either pay him or let him walk. And if he walks, I mean, I think it's he's going to be better off in pretty much every single other team, so... Okay. I would stick to Kyle Pitts. Okay, I'm going to do two more tight ends and switch up positions. Okay. Kyle Pitts or George Kittle? Kyle Pitts, for sure. Kyle Pitts or Dalton Kincaid? Oh, Kyle Pitts, for sure. The Dalton Kincaid? Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's a lot closer than people think it is. It is. Like, on Kip Tritkada, I think he, like, when we did this last week, I believe he was ahead. Of, okay. Yeah. So Plus now I'm was. in keep, now I'm in keep trade cuts and I'm going to name you players at different positions who are in the same tier as Kyle Pitts. And this okay. is going to really depress you. Okay, so around the same amount of points, I guess. That's what you're going to look at. No, I'm on keep trade cut and like they tier it off like tier 1, tier 2. Oh, every single position. Okay, okay. I got it. Kyle Pitts or Nico Collins? <laughs> can you imagine that can... it's funny because when you laugh like your laugh sort of cuts off for a while. <laughs> so the laugh is like in between I only hear you laugh sometimes but yeah can you imagine that being a thing last year Oh, that was an actually, like, perfect use of that sound. <laughs> Can you imagine that being a thing last year? Like... <sighs> we got, man. Okay. okay. I'm still gonna take Calpits Because Kyle. it's Dynasty. And I'm pretty sure that they had, like, a true wide receiver one that, like, messes up that old wide receiver. <laughs> Kyle Pitts or George Pickens? That's actually an interesting one because I'm not sure if I wouldn't accept that trade if you send it. George Pickens is actually a tier above Kyle Pitts on keep trade cut. Okay. <laughs> uh, but it should be close, no? Yes, it's close. Yes, it's close. Okay. I'm actually kind of torn on that one because, like, on one end, I sort of want to say Pickens, but on another, like. I think I'd take Pickens in that deal. Yeah, but it's like, do I want to like trust the guy who's with Matt Canada? But on the other end, do I want to trust the guy who like Arthur Smith thinks like 
then gave him what, an happy birthday when he when he had his birthday. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> kind of tough for me here. I would probably say Pickens. Kyle Pitts. And this guy, I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you right now, this guy is four tiers above Kyle Pitts right now. Ooh. Kyle Pitts or Puka Nakua. <laughs> four mm. tiers above him. Like Puka Nakua, I know that like when he played the like the start of the, the week, I actually like messed around and like Threw a few like taunts out there because, like, in the first drive, Cooper Cup had like six targets and Puka had two. So I was like, hmm, maybe like Puka's role isn't that safe. And then he ends like the week with 11 to Cup's 12 targets. So, like, is this like sustainable? <laughs> so, yeah, I am gonna take, I'm gonna take. Puka, not because I think that Puka, like, year will be sustainable and it will be this good all year, but because I think that other people think so. So if I got Puka there, I would be able to flip him for more than Calpits. But, like, in terms yeah, of talent, I, can see I still think, like, Calpits cleared him, like, easily. Okay, so now here's what's really going to rep- depress you. The running backs. Kyle Pitts or Kieran Williams? <laughs> <laughs> like, there's no way, no way anyone like picks Kyron Williams. Like, surely. Like, it's Kyle Pitts for me by quite a bit. Kyle Pitts or Javante Williams? Now, that's an interesting one, because if you remember, Javante was my running back one that year. He was. He was. Unfortunately, yes. during that draft, the, the correct answer was don't pick a running back. Yeah, it was. <laughs> Not that year, at least. I guess you, you sort of want Etienne now. You know, yeah, you, don't want, you don't want Najee, <laughs> that's for sure. Najee's 24 going on 40. <laughs> Najee is closer to being like uh, if there was if he was a wide receiver he would be the one that got that message from like Joey Porter Jr. He would be like <laughs> go be a family man. Hey, go be a family. <laughs> oh, but yeah, okay. So you mentioned Javante. Javante or Kyle Pitts. Javante is oh Javante is almost twenty four years old. Ooh. And Javante is on his third year of his deal, I believe. The first one is it? Is he on his? Is he on his third deal of the rookie deal? Third year of the rookie deal. I Who? So. Um, Javante. Javante. Yes. Okay. So yeah, I, w- I would go with Calpit there as well. Okay. Now I'm gonna do a few quarterbacks. One with super flex, and then I'm gonna check him out. Uh, not in well. I'm going to check him. This has all been one quarterback. I'm going to go to Superflex and then see what quarterbacks he's on tiered with with Superflex because the only one non is is actually really interesting. Kyle Pitts or CJ Stroud? That's That's in one quarterback. Okay, in one quarterback. Okay. 
Yep, that's, Kyle Pitts or TJ Stroud. That's interesting, actually. Stroud has been pretty solid right now. And playing with very, like, not elite talent around him. Oh, I would probably... I would probably still take Kyle Pitts. Because I think he can be more of a difference maker at his position than Stroud at his. Okay. And in Superflex, the only quarterback in the same tier as Kyle... Oh, this is going to really depress you. Kyle Pitts or Kyler Murray? (laughs) I'm still going to take Kyle Pitts because Kyle Pitts at least plays football, not Call of Duty, so... Oh, man. Those are some pretty uh, pretty rough uh, rough names to be associated with there, Alex. It is. It is. Mm-hmm. It is. It's, oh, not a, uh, it's not a great look. Oh, how the mighty have fallen. It's not great. So, wait a minute. You're telling me right now. Okay, let, let's say... Let's say... Because, again, Keep Trade Cut does have a, a tier separated. Let's say... I said I'd give you George Pickens for Kyle Pitts in a second. Would you do that? Yay, nay? Uh, I don't think I would. I think, think a, so? a third would be what I could do. Like, at the top. Hmm, interesting. And that's probably better for you. Is it? George uh, Pickens right now is like... Is like knocking on the wide receiver one door this year. I hope you know uh, that. In terms of production, in terms of production, product. yeah, like in terms of points, of course, like Pickens will, will yeah. score pits, but like what those points do for you, this guy. <laughs> I mean, that's that's always the the angle I look for when I when I send you trades. Uh, it's like. Because, because, like, for those who haven't been following along, uh, Angelo traded me uh, what's currently the 102. And the team was the 102 is, like, is worse than his team at this point. So it's yeah. actually, like, yeah. it's going to be real close, if not, like, <laughs> almost, like, a win for me here. Because I don't see a way in which, like, the current 102 doesn't finish the season as the 101. So that's why I always look at trades that way for you, because I know you want to keep the 101. So let's talk about something you said. I believe you said this off air. You said that there's Marvin Harrison Jr. And then there's no one with similar hype as... Um. Justin Jefferson, other than Marvin Harrison Jr. Justin Jefferson didn't exactly have hype coming out of his class. If I'm not mistaken, he was barely a top 10 pick in the rookie draft that we did. No, what I what I said is that Justin Jefferson right now is like the cream of the top. And although Marvin Harrison Jr. has a lot of hype, as much hype as Jamar Chase, I don't think that they should be a one-for-one value type of guy. I'm not saying that Jefferson had all of that hype. I'm saying that Marvin Harrison has Jamar Chase type of hype, and that's where put uh, that's what put like Jamar 
right at the top of the the wide receivers even before he was drafted he was a top three top four wide receiver before he was drafted uh so although like when drafting season comes i believe like marvin harrison jr will be a top five wide receiver before he plays an nfl snap a uh, top five dynasty wide receiver before he even plays a, a wide receiver snap in the nfl I don't think like he should be a one-for-one one type of trade with a guy like Chase or, or Jefferson or any of those guys because he hasn't proved himself in the field. Sure. Now, if you want to trade me Chase for Jefferson... This guy. <laughs> that guarantees you the one I'm telling you, that, it doesn't, though. I'm telling you, that deal benefits you more than it benefits me i'm not sure did you see the difference they the boat of the both of them have in superflex when you toggle the superflex thing on did you see the difference go check it because the difference is actually like quite staggering it shouldn't be that high it should be like 999 to like 9996 but it isn't (laughs) oh it's 9998 Eight, okay. That's before the blow up game, though. Let's be fair. Mm. Yes, stop it. I mean, I can tell you right now. He was so the blow up game was on what? Uh, Literally October. Sunday. Okay, October eight, right? He yeah. jumped like almost a thousand points from October eight. He was seven hundred. Uh, 7,848 points on October 8th and then the blowout game happened and now he's uh, 8,415 dynasty value points so he jumped almost a thousand so I guess that's already factored in what might not be factored in is the injury to JJ but I'm not sure if it will ever like truly be a factor I mean he has dropped like it has to. he dropped like a hundred points, not even that much. He dropped like ninety points <laughs> in value between yesterday and today, or during today, actually. Today he lost like ninety points of value, <laughs> so he's he's gonna be set in stone there. I don't think like there's there's not really anything that changes his value, unless like Chase says like two more blow up games back to back. I don't think like. He will surpass JJ this season as the wide receiver one. So yeah, we'll if see. you if if you look at those two and you make them in like a trade, I was actually surprised by the difference because I thought it would be like fair, and it is fair if you don't toggle Superflex. Um, but Wait, if why you... is the difference so huge in Superflex? I wonder. Uh, I always think it's because uh, Superflex is more up to date. It's ranked more. Uh, there's more people uh, inputting information for Superflex um, than it is for non-Superflex. So I think that's the difference. Mm. It's not really that like they are worth this this much of a difference in Superflex versus regular leagues. It's just that people rank that more. So the difference they have between those two uh, is like Calvin Ridley. <laughs> it's just nuts. Like, if anyone sent me, like, Chase or and Ridley for Justin Jefferson, I don't think, like, my phone would survive the amount of taps I would put on him. 
Oh man. <laughs> I don't know. I'm thinking I'm, I maybe I'm just a bit well, that could be the Bengals homerism too. Oh, that is that I, I I'm a bit higher on Chase than you know. And that's fine, you know. <sighs> so is there anyone you want to do? Is there any player you want to dunk on that I like that you want to do, you know, this player or it's actually tough because the guys who you planted your flag on are like aren't doing too bad, I guess. Yeah. I mean, I guess I can do one, but at this point <laughs> it's just like is it well, even worth the it? Yeah, because I can just like say, for example, I don't want to make this show me. Yeah, okay, it's here. I can just ask you, like, Terrence Marshall or. <laughs> but at this point, I am yeah. not even sure if that's like something you even care about. I mean, it should probably be because you really like the guy, you have him everywhere. Or I, I, can, I actually can do a better one. I can Terrence do Marshall truth through here. I can do a Rashad Bateman or Oh that's gonna be painful. So I'm gonna do a Rashad Bateman or guys in the same tier as him. So he's on oh, tier no. fifteen if not mistaken. Oh no so, Rashad Bateman or Rondale Moore. <laughs> <laughs> Which is actually another guy you like, so Oh, Rondell Moore. <laughs> and now I'm going to do a tier above him. So, Rashad Bateman or Jalen Hyatt. <laughs> Jalen Hyatt. Oh, no. Oh. Yeah. Give me, give me, give me Bateman. <laughs> give me Bateman. <laughs> And another wide receiver. Jalen Hyatt. Oh, man. And he's above him. He's above Bateman right now. I, I know. I heard you. I and heard you. I guess I'll say another Giants wide receiver. Jalen. Uh, Jalen, no. Rashad Bateman or Wandale Robinson. Wandale is high. It is. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, just give me Bateman. I, I guess at this point, I guess at this point, I'm a Bateman truther. <laughs> I guess uh, I can move on to running backs now. So Rashad Bateman or another one of your favorites, Cam Akers. Oh, that's double hurt. Oh. At this point, give me Bateman. <laughs> and a guy that you really didn't like out of college, and he's currently quite a bit of, of Bateman, but Rashad Bateman or Zach Moss. Oh, my. Wow. That's rough. These are tough times indeed. <laughs> These are tough, tough times indeed. Bateman. 
and oh my God. and oh and another no okay I'm going I'm gonna go at tight end now so Rashad Bateman or a guy around his tier is it's actually like quite a, David and Joku. Ooh. Probably in Joku, actually. Wait, we just keep saying that like in Joku might be a thing. It's one of those things that you like you tell yourself and eventually you it'll it happen, okay? Yeah. Eventually, eventually it's just on what six years in the NFL. Never happened. He's got the talent. Oh He's sure really thing. Good. He really should start showing it though. Uh, he really should start <laughs> <laughs> If you toggle Superflex on, there's two QBs here. No, actually, yeah, two QBs here. So, Rashad Bateman or Jimmy Garoppolo. No, you did not just say that. Your guy, Jimmy Garoppolo, currently ahead of him in Superflex. In the same tier, Jimmy Bateman, Jimmy Garoppolo guy. <laughs> Actually, I have two more QBs in Superflex. So, uh, Rashad Bateman or Joshua Dobbs. Oh, stop it. You know, at this point, Joshua Dobbs might be pretty bad at getting the Cardinals a top pick. You might. There's so many QBs that I could do here that would just make you pull pull out some hair. But I'm. Uh, who did you pick in that? I'm going Bateman, but Dobbs is doing really bad at securing the Cardinals' his replacement. Dobbs' replacement. Okay, and 30 points ahead, uh, 30 points between him and Bateman. Uh, would you prefer Bateman in Superflex? Bateman or the Zach attack, Zach Wilson? Honestly, at this point, I might prefer Zach Wilson. As you should. The back. Zach attack is back. His value doubled in like one week. I'm not going to tell you how, <laughs> what his value was, but it doubled in in a week. That's crazy. Yeah. Okay. That's it, just crazy. Uh, his value like was a thousand <laughs> a week ago. So just for context, guys around a thousand points are uh like. 2025 early fourth or under Renfro or Diami Brown. So yeah, that was about Zach Wilson's value. And now it doubled. Now you can get a full no. Rashad Bateman for him. A full Rashad Bateman. <laughs> and this is a fun segment. Really, it is too. really can just Put the finger deep in the wound, I guess. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, apply pressure until it hurts. 
Uh, okay, so regarding the games, do you have anything like any fantasy performance you want to talk about? Jamar Chase, like, won multiple people. Well, not me, but he won multiple people. Well, he actually, he did it one league, but he won multiple people leagues this week. He did. Like, there's... Yeah, I don't think, like, you can... Maybe you can, like... Could you, like, in the draft, could you have built a team, like... Hill, Chase, DJ Moore, uh, Justin Fields? In non-superflex? If you had DJ Moore and Jamar Chase this week, you, like, broke your league scoring record. Like, those four combined in, like, most of our leagues... Probably, I mean, DJ at 40, uh, Fields at 30-something, Hill at 30-something, so that's 70, plus 40, that's 110, plus Chase. I mean, that's 165. (laughs) That's 160 to 165 between those four players. So that's that's probably wins, like, most leagues. It probably does win most leagues. Especially if it's like starts, I don't know, starts eight, starts seven, that wins you the league right there and there. Yeah, pretty much. I don't know, man. Apart from that, I guess George Kittle, he had a game, career week. But again, it's it's the same thing that we mentioned at the start of the season. Uh, like, the targets aren't really there. The yards aren't really there. But, I mean, he scored three touchdowns, so... Yeah, the boom week. I mean, he had, like, four targets. Caught three of them. Uh, at 67 yards. And scored three touchdowns. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, if he's going to have days like that every single week, then we were wrong. But I doubt it. Because he hasn't really been that good. For fantasy, yeah, and I, I guess we can talk about how good is David Montgomery. Crazy, <laughs> yeah. Actually, that's why I I sent an offer in for Jameer Gibbs because, like, don't get me wrong. I think honestly, I think if you're a Gibbs owner, like another few weeks of the of these Montgomery performances, and you're just like completely demoralized but do you so here's the question you're a gibbs owner right i'm montgomery no you're a gibbs owner oh if i was a gibbs owner if you were a gibbs owner okay okay how 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 many more david montgomery weeks like this would you have to see before you're like yeah i probably should get out now before uh i don't think it's David Montgomery weeks that scare me. Uh, what would scare me away from Gibbs is more weeks in which he's not involved to the extent that I expect. Like, if the game plan continues to be like running between the tackles, don't throw him the ball in space to make him make plays. If that trend continues and he's not used in the way that he should, a guy like him should, then I would be worried. But, like, I think both of them can succeed in that backfield. So, like, Montgomery being good doesn't scare me away. What would scare me is the usage of Gibbs. 
But as long as he keeps getting like the passing down work and he is running routes, I just need him to use them there because he's so electric that when he gets the ball in his hands, he just can make things happen. Uh, and like, to be fair, like, okay, he didn't have like the start that most would hope for a guy of his of his stature. Stature. Yeah. But I mean, like, he hasn't been bad. Like, he has like. 8 fantasy points, 12.6 fantasy points, 9.2, 9.1. And he missed week 5. Like, he is running back 32 on the season with missing a week. So that average should be probably around, what, a low-end running back 2 in our 16-team yeah. league? So, yeah, probably. It's not, it's not going to kill you unless you expected them to just completely dominate touches, which I never did. I always thought that Montgomery would be pretty involved. I don't, think, I don't think the case for Gibbs was he was going to dominate touches. I think the case for Gibbs was he was going to be so efficient with his touches and he was going to get more of the high leverage touches as far as fantasy is involved, like pass catching, that it would make up for that. And to be frank, he has like 18 targets in four games. Right. It's not bad. And I mean, he, he almost scored a touchdown versus KC in the first game of the season. He just he just slipped on the field. If he scores that touchdown, I mean, he's, he's a solid running back too. It's not going to kill you any week because he's involved in the passing game. The only week in which he didn't have like a crazy amount of... Uh, two weeks, I guess. Uh, for the first week of the season, he only had two targets. Uh, but the Lions were reportedly... Uh, trying to get him like going slowly because of the of the injury that he had in camp, I believe. I know I'm not sure if it was an injury or just trying to get the rookie going slowly. Uh, and then like Seattle, he had nine targets versus Green Bay at five targets, and I, I believe he didn't even play the full game. He only played like 37 percent of the snaps. And then versus Atlanta, he handled like 17 carries, so he only had two targets because he had to play more of the the Montgomery role, which he's not really great at. And he still managed to get like 4.71 yards per carry. So, I mean, I think he's doing well with his touches. Uh, I think those touches should ramp up over the week. But like, if people are like scared of him, I would be pretty willing to buy him. But I'm not sure if you're going to find that many people that want to sell him. It's my thing. And I also realized that I have him in more leagues than I thought. So I can't really buy him in most places. You can't really buy him. But that's that's kind of my thing. Like, I think I want to try to acquire him because maybe he's a value, especially if it because if you look on keep trade cut, he's he's tanking. He's like hemorrhaging value right now. So I mean, he was maybe, running back three or two a couple of weeks ago so yeah he was running back yes. three before this weekend where where is he now because he was pretty down on that list uh, eight when i running looked. back eight yeah yeah exactly he's hemorrhaging dude so i kind of want to see if i can take advantage of that but it seems like the people that we're in leagues with don't like well, i don't know if it's some cost fallacy or they don't they don't they don't get nervous until it becomes playoff time and they're in the playoffs, I guess. I mean, in the leagues that we're both together in, I think I just don't have him in the 
uh, at least like dynasty leagues. I don't think I have them in the 16 team league, and I don't think I have them no. in the the uh, 32 team league. I have them in the Star Wars league and in the Manning league. That's interesting. And like, I'm not really that worried about him. I have tried to move him for redraft in one of my leagues, uh, but that's because I need to win, and I don't think he will be like top tier effective until like midway through through the the year, and at that point. It might not matter for me, so. Right, you gotta get him to playoffs. Yeah, and I'm one three and one, so not great. Not great at all. Yeah. I should be th- two and three, but yeah, that tie last week, uh, the week four, <laughs> wasn't yeah. great. That's right. Also, you came on here and said it's possible to tie. You educated everyone that it's po- it is possible to tie in fantasy. Yep, I had no clue. <laughs> I had no. This week, I think I have a pretty tough. Oh no, no! This week, um, I actually, actually might be okay this week because my opponent doesn't have Richardson right now, so he lost his starting QB. He does have Stroud though, but Stroud doesn't have Richardson ceiling. This guy. Uh, for fantasy, he doesn't. I mean, that's true. Like Richardson. Like, played a quarter in week two, and he scored 17 points. With, like, 10 passes thrown. So. Yeah, rushing upside is just ridiculous in, fan- in fantasy. Well, yeah. yeah, in fantasy. Yeah. He does, like... I just can't can have a break. Like, he has A.J. Brown and Jalen Waddle and Josh Jacobs and <laughs> Debo Samuel. So, I'm expecting, like, those those guys all to go off, as per usual. As per usual. Oh. Wait, is that in redraft? Yeah, redraft. They got all that in redraft? Oh, he finessed the guy for Jacobs. Like, oh, guy right. panicked after, like, three weeks. And uh, he traded Jacobs for Jordan Addison and Matt Breda. Like, hmm. Okay. I mean, Jordan Addison looks like a wide receiver one now. So. Yeah, <laughs> that's probably not worth Josh Jacobs alone. Especially like that's since fair. since he traded Jacobs, Jacobs had like what back to back weeks of twenty points. He had twenty seven point nine in week four and nineteen point nine in week five. Oh, I really need to win this week though, so I need to make moves. My team is like sort of okay. I don't have, like, I need a running back, too, because I have Herbert, I have Gibbs, and I have ETN, and then I have Amon Ra, I have CD, I have Metcalf, and I have Hollywood Brown. What has Amon Ra St. Brown been doing? I haven't actually been keeping tabs on him, because I don't have him very many leagues. Uh, he has been doing fine. He didn't play last week because of a ribs injury, but uh-huh. he's probable to play in week six. But, I mean, he had 19.1, 14.2, 19.6, 16.6. He's doing Amon Rottings, getting, like, 7 to 12 targets a game and just going off of that. Yeah. Amon Rottings. Amon Rottings. Pretty good. Yeah, and I, I picked, like, Hollywood Brown off of the waivers, and he's, like, running back to uh, wide receiver 12 on the season, so... As we all predicted. As we all predicted. 
<laughs> like it's actually crazy how consistent he has been. Like since his week one, in which he only scored like eight point seven points, which led him to be dropped in one in my league. He has scored 17.4 points, 17.1 points, 16.6 points, and 16.1 points. For Magayu, like, this was an auction league, and he cost four bucks. That's crazy. Yeah. But that's just that, well, once again, one of the things with fantasy, you need to find value where people are low. That's... That's honestly the biggest fantasy hacks. That's why, like, you obsessively offer trades because you're trying to find values where people are, you know, underselling their players. Yeah. That's what I tend to do. Yeah. Uh, I do need to find, like... Your scavenger? Yeah. (laughs) I need to find... Like, I've been slacking on trades. I need to find, like, something to do in both the Nas League, the NFFL League, and this redraft league that is going down the drain, so. I was actually shocked when I looked at your team. It does. I, I don't know what happened. Like, it doesn't look as... Like, honestly, when we were having this conversation when I was trying to sell you on Chase being more valuable than Jefferson... Um, like when you told me you haven't been the number one seed for the past like five years, I was literally floored. I'm not gonna it lie. Was, it wasn't the past five years. I wasn't the number one seed last. Uh, I was the number one seed last year. I wasn't the the year prior, and I don't think I was in 2020 either. How? Because injuries were played a part in it, I believe. Like, I actually went nine... How many weeks to be play? I'll just forget that. But I think I went either... I think I went nine and four, if not mistaken. We play 13 weeks. So nine and four tracks. Yeah, I went nine and four in 2021, if not mistaken. Is that... Okay, that's the year you had rookie J- Jamar Chase and Justin Jefferson. Uh, that was the year. Yeah, I had second year Jamar uh, Justin Jefferson and rookie Jamar Chase. Yeah, and I went nine and five because I just realized we play until week fourteen because we're nuts. Because we're nuts, exactly. <laughs> uh but yeah. But no, uh, I mean, look. I mean, I just looked at your. And granted, you had buys. The Seahawks buy. I'm sure. Yeah, the Seahawks buy hurt you pretty bad because Lockett. You have Lockett and Metcalf. I don't and know why. Walker. And Walker. So oh, I lost three starters. So you could say you lost this game on buys, but I looked at your lineup and and it's Anthony Richardson, James Cook, Derrick Henry, Justin Jefferson, Sky Moore. Chris Olave, Darren Waller, Montgomery, Watson. Like, that's all right. I'm not going to lie. Like, when you see, like, lineups, when I... And that's, that's... I guess that's the dissonance is, like, when I saw lineups like Travis Kelsey, Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase, Christian McCaffrey, Aaron Rodgers, like, it just hits different. I'm sorry, it just hits different. 
Yeah, I think like part of the issue is the bias because if you look at the team now, uh, if everyone was healthy, I mean, if everyone was healthy, it would be like Jefferson, Olave, DK Metcalf. I'm surprised then... you haven't hit um, Austin about Spears with Derrick Henry. About who? Tajay oh, Spears. oh, Tajay Spears. Okay. Uh, because, like, I really don't want to invest a whole lot in that backfield. Ah, you don't want to invest in the Mori Titans either. And I think, like, I think as the year goes on, snow comes in, Henry gets more usage. I think no. Spears is going to, like, save him for late One in sec. the season. I'm going to stop real quick. All right, we're back. Go on with Spears. Yeah, I mean, like, Spears, I kind of like him. I don't like the fact that he doesn't have knees. Like, he suffers from the same thing that Gurley suffered. Uh, so I don't expect him to hold on longer. And I also think, like, he's just basically, like, he's being used more now to save Derrick Henry for the late in the season in the snow games when Henry truly becomes a beast. So he was injured last year, I believe, Derrick Henry. He went out, uh, if, wasn't it last year, I believe, that he, he went out with an injury to end the season. Uh, Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry, Derrick Henry. He... No, it was the year prior. The, the year prior in 2021, he did suffer like an injury that knocked him out like from week eight onwards. He just didn't play the rest of the year. Uh, so I don't think they want a repeat of that. I still think they're trying to compete somewhat. And they have Hopkins, who looks looks pretty good. So I think they want to save him for later in the season when he's more effective, to be honest. That's, That's why fair. I haven't really really done anything for, for Henry. I've just like let him ride. So here's a question. Yeah. So, teams change. That's that's obvious. The Bengals. I'll use the Bengals as an example. The Bengals' offense was bad until it wasn't. <laughs> so, what teams would you start like keeping an eye on to try and acquire assets early in a possum, a possum, a possible? Blossoming offense for this year. I mean, let me take a look here at the teams. And it doesn't have to uh, be like, like, would you target Houston? Do you think Houston is a future top five offense in the making this year? Not this year. I mean, future. Oh, just the future. Okay, for yeah, Dynasty yeah. Not then. This year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, not really. I mean, unless they get, but the thing is, for me to use them to hit those levels, they would probably need to have a like great wide receiver one, and at that point, that probably like kills the value of the other wide receivers in that team, unless you're just gonna target Stroud. But at this point, it's pretty expensive, so probably yeah, not worth it. I would say. I would say, like, before the season, I was pretty against uh, 
Garrett Wilson as a top five wide receiver. And with Zach Wilson taking over, uh, like his value has, has dropped a bit. Uh, I mean, he's wide receiver seven right now on Keep Trade Cut. Mm-hmm. And like he's, he's on a tier below, like a CD Lamb and a AJ Brown. Receiver oh. three on Keep Trade Cut. Um, so I would think like the Jets. Not for, like, the future, actually. But, like, throughout the season, I do expect them to to be a better offense than people are giving them credit for. So you're going for your Brees Halls. You're going for your Garrett Wilsons. Yeah, Brees might be a bit harder to acquire right now. But I think you can probably yeah, acquire is. Garrett Wilson right now. And because like he hasn't been hyper productive except for like the the KC game, he hasn't been hyper productive. But uh, Zach is trying to to find that link more and more. So I think he's a solid target. Fair. What offenses hmm. are you looking at? So. I think the Kyle Pitts thing has really like opened my eyes. I could give some obvious answers. Like, obviously, if you're okay playing the waiting game, the Atlanta offense is a quarterback away from looking very enticing. Because I think as the season wanes, I think Kyle Pitts is going to drop more in value. <laughs> Believe it or not, I do think there's a pit, another tier that he could fall. Plus, and, I th- and they just I think... traded for a wide receiver. This like. Yes, today, I believe. Which one? Uh, Van Jefferson, the Rams wide receiver. Rams wide receiver, interesting. So I think Drake London definitely could fall further. So I think in the future, I think I think if you're willing to play the weight game, Pitts and London are perfect assets to acquire, especially if you can draft the eventual quarterback they get. That'd be a nice sneaky stack. I think... Pittsburgh's offense is like a few coaching changes away from being really good. It definitely has like flashes. And I don't think Kenny Pickett is as bad as people make him out to be. Would you say like the Colts offense is a sneaky one to pick no. pieces on? No. You still don't don't buy the Colts? Unless you're unless you like do you like the Bears offense? No, I don't. Okay, then I don't like the Colts. So, so. I, mean, I mean, if yeah, I had Anthony but... Richardson. <laughs> but, like, I think Anthony Richardson has shown me more in his, like, first year than Fields has in his first three. So, and in, like, two games and, like, what, a quarter? I think he has shown me more than Fields did in the first three years. Here's kind of the weird thing about mobile quarterbacks. I know we all want them, and we say they're like this cheat code for fantasy points, and they are. But generally speaking, it's very rare that you find a mobile quarterback tethered to a wide receiver one. Like, it's really rare. I think I think Jalen Hurts might be the only example I can think of off the top of my head. I mean, I, can, I guess you can, say, you can say Anthony Richardson. I mean, he has Josh Downs, so... Stop it. Because <laughs> you have 
you have Justin Fields and DJ Moore, but that that's not. You have Lamar Jackson and Lamar historically has not. That's like Dollar Tree Shop version of Hertz and AJ Brown. Yeah. <laughs> I'm re- I'm really struggling to think of a mobile quarterback who you would want in fantasy tethered to a good wide receiver, and I'm struggling. Oh, you you are. You really Josh are. Allen. Yeah, Josh, Josh Allen. Allen. I guess. Yeah, Josh, Josh Allen, Allen with Diggs. Is the example. He's yeah. Uh, outside so, of that, I, I mean, I guess, I guess you can say Daniel Jones and whoever the wide receiver is that is catching the ball. Would you target the Giants' offense? <laughs> I saw a stat today on Twitter, and that's probably why I wouldn't touch the Giants. Uh, but I, I can find it. Yeah, I can find it here. So the most pressures uh, given up by an offensive line last season was two hundred and twelve. The Giants are currently on pace for giving up 326 pressures. So they're just they just plan on smoking that record, is what you're saying. They are just like no one in that offensive like in that offensive line likes Daniel Jones apparently. So they're just letting the rushers go through. So I forgot I forgot the name of the podcast. I think it was just good sports. Where um, he reviewed the Seahawks Giants game, and he showed a play because apparently the Seahawks got credited for eleven sacks. It did, and, and Most it was in, crazy in franchise like single game history, I think. Which is crazy to think about, but they showed this play where it was a like quarterback pitch to a wide receiver, and. Apparently the wide receiver, it was like basically like a flea flicker to the wide receiver. And the wide receiver who was supposed to be able to throw the ball was hit immediately as soon as the pitch came. And that was credited as a sack. Oh, yeah. I saw that. (laughs) And like, it's just that bad, dude. Like, it's it's really just that bad. It's terrible. It's why I'm even sort of like reluctant to target Saquon at this point. And I have him in one league and one league alone. And I just know I can't move him right now. Uh, so I'm just holding and praying. Uh, but I'm not actually like targeting Saquon at a reasonable price right now. Because that offensive line is that bad. Pretty bad offensive line, dude. And now he has the ankle sprain, which usually draws away from the the speed of the player. So, it's is, Sa- is Saquon the like most saddest example of an elite talent being like wasted? Probably. Uh, I guess I would say, but he did have some sort of success, but so did Saquon. I would say Megatron is probably up there. Megatron. Oh, yeah, maybe. Because, like, okay, he had, like, what, was it, like, two playoff trips in which he didn't win a game? But so did, like, Saquon. Saquon also had playoff trips, so. And I believe he won a game. I believe they won last year. So yeah, oh. I think Megatron would be would be it. 
And you were mentioning like Drake London. I actually have a trade uh, for one of my Drake London shares, I guess. That's what you can call it. In the 32-team league, which makes it sort of hard to evaluate. But I got offered the first, who should be like pick 20 or lower. Uh, and then a fourth and a fifth in 2025. The fourth is in 2025, the fifth is 2024 for Drake London. Say that deal again. It's a 2024 first, which should 2024. be 20 or lower in the 32 team league. So, uh huh. A 2024 fifth and a 2025 fourth for Drake That's London. That's crazy. That's crazy low, dude. Yeah. I just, I haven't been able to, like, decline it, but I'm not going to take it. So it's just going to stand there for a while. That's just crazy, dude. Yeah, it is. I can probably get a bit more if I can. Uh, like, guy usually, like, goes super low ball to start. So I think I would get more, but at this point, like, I probably don't really need to do that. I think you can just sit on the bench for a while. I could use the money next year, but that's about it. Because I went bananas and traded for Miles Garrett. You went bananas and traded for... Wait, you wait, Miles Garrett got... Did you, did you, did you give him the valuation of two firsts? Ah... Uh... I gave him Odell Beckham, which in this league, I guess you can sort of say like his value is. His value is not a first. His value is probably like nothing because he has a, I believe it's a 11 or $12 million cap hit next year. And he looks dusted. And then I sent him Matthew Judon, who's out for the year, I believe. Uh, but he should still be able to net you like a fourth or a third next year, probably. So I'm going to put that about the whole package of Odell and Judon. I would say it's about a third. Then I sent him a 2024 second, which should be late scores. Then I sent him a 2025 second, a 2026 second, and a 2026 first. So it's basically one first, three seconds, and a third. In That's interesting. And interesting. the main like reaction from the league was that it was a robbery. On uh, whose side? Uh, for me. So that I still Miles Garrett. And I got actually I got really pissed off. Is it really though? Like I, here's I, kind of the thing. It's really hard to value like a thirty-two a thirty-two team. IDP with like it's just salary so cap league. Hard. Salary, yeah, it's just so freaking hard to value people at that point. Yeah, I think like the trade was fair, but I got pretty pissed off because I think everyone in that league is just quick to rush to call everything a robbery. If it's for me, that's that was my point. When it's for me, uh, that is pretty quick to do. And but like for example, TJ Watt was traded earlier in the season, and TJ Watt, who's in my opinion like the best IDP player right now, 
Yeah. Because he also has like dual eligibility, so he can he can be played at either linebacker or defensive line. Mm-hmm. And he was traded alongside a probably top twelve second this year. So him and a top twelve second this year for Nolan Smith, the the edge guy that the, the Eagles drafted late in the first this year, who hasn't played a snap so far, who hasn't played a lot this year. He has played a, a mm-hmm. few snaps. And a 2024 late first. So basically, like, Corey got TJ Watt for a move down of, like, 20 spots. And that was called fair. No problem with that. Yeah. (laughs) So that's that's why I got really pissed off the chat. Like, I usually, like, don't really care. Uh, But, yeah, I got kind of pissed off with chat about that. (laughs) It passed on eventually. It passed. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I added Miles Garrett purely because uh, Corey was in on him, and I'm kind of—I'm not sure if Corey listens to this, but if he listens to this, I'm kind of scared of your team, dude. So I traded for Miles Ma- Garrett because of that. <laughs> traded for Miles Garrett. Yeah, but that—that's kind of the thing. When everything is close, you have to make more moves to stay competitive. That's that's why I think that this um trade deadline for R16 league is going to be like it could it has the potential to be so interesting because we could see counter moves. I I just the thing with our league it's that there isn't a deadline so Oh, we can trade in playoffs? You can trade whenever. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. That's why I usually get like a few okay deals in the playoffs because I usually get eliminated early and I can trade players for picks. Interesting. (laughs) Sometimes it goes bad, though. Sometimes it goes well. I traded like Saquon for a pretty like small sum. For what it, it was like prior to last year, I traded him for like James Conner and two firsts, which I guess it's okay, but it, like last season didn't feel okay. Oh, man, what a year! What a year! What a year, man! It's like almost halfway through the season. It's like, it's, it's not really almost. It's like, it's more than a quarter in. It's more than. What's that? It is more than a quarter in. This is true. Like for, for fantasy football, like prior to the playoffs, we are more than a third of the season in actually, and yeah. the season seemed like it started yesterday. So. I know, isn't that crazy? Yeah. By week seven, we are at the midway point of our regular season in our 16th team. Oh, we've seen Puka Nakua. We've seen Devon A-Chain. Do you think we see any more ridiculous, like either rookie or like players? We we see George Pickens wide receiver one happening right now. Do you think we see what's what's what do you think the next crazy thing we see that that no one saw coming? 
Give me something crazy. Rest of season. Yep. Give me something crazy, baby. Okay, I'm going to say... This is going to be a crazy one for sure because of this offense. But I'm going to say that Tyquan Thornton is actually a viable fantasy option. He comes back from IR this week. Oh, the not Patriots? Mistaken. The Patriots. He comes back from IR this week, if not mistaken. I think he comes out and he's a, ri- a reliable fantasy option. Like a wide receiver to low-end wide receiver to rest of season. So. So, so, so. Give me your uptake for the rest of the season. Mm. I don't like the see that's the thing like there's a lot of there's a lot of different things that could like we're still waiting for that Sky Moore explosion game I, I'm still holding out hope that, that Sky Moore is going to be a thing this year actually can give you because you mentioned Sky Moore and they play the Broncos this this week. I can give oh you God. another one that I think will be like I think this will happen. So I think the Broncos lose this year this week and they are in full Barbara on Mims. sell mode. And yes, they move on that I think could happen Sutton or Judy and Mims becomes a wide receiver two type of guy who has those boom weeks that can give you like 30 points out of nowhere because he's like that fast and that good of wide receiver. You're something crazy stupid. What if they move Jerry Judy and he just like starts melting faces? Yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't really be surprised. Uh, Since he came back, I believe Sutton has taken a dip in like routes run and all of that. So I wouldn't really be shocked if that happens. To be honest, Judy has been playing better. And at this point, I was on team they will trade Judy. At this point, I'm on team they probably trade Sutton. But none of them are really, really great wide receivers, in my opinion. None of them are ones. And that's I think that's the problem that they have. So my outtake is that Mims becomes the one in that offense. Despite him, like two fumbles this week. Not mistaken. Man, I'm trying to think of some crazy thing because honestly, I could have never seen Puka Nakua happening. I couldn't either. There's only one person that that could see that coming. Who's that? Is number one fan apparently? I believe I I mentioned this uh, like prior to the season starting, but. <laughs> Like, there's one guy who's a really big fan of him, and he's a pretty known guy, but Dana White is, like, a massive Pukunukua fan, I believe. Really? Which is, like, the weirdest timeline. It's, like, <laughs> Dana White liking a guy who, like, was pretty under the radar and played for BYU. But apparently, like, Dana saw a touchdown play that he had in BYU or something like that. 
And yeah, he became a fan of him. And he has sent them like Instagram posts or messages talking about Puka and pumping up to Puka. I mean, I don't know, man. That's like the weirdest link. Like a completely... You know what? Puka yeah, cool, like it's completely like under the radar type of wide receiver. And it just has that tied with they know why it's pretty weird alright alright I'm gonna give you a scenario okay okay Justin Jefferson's down in Minnesota okay they clearly can't run with Alexander Madison okay well other than like a game what if to give us like the the falsest hope of all false hope Cam Akers just comes in like one or two weeks and has like these ridiculous numbers, like 125 yards rushing and two touchdowns one week. If I saw that happening, it would be a true Scooby-Doo moment in which I would go <laughs> near him, like pull the mask and it's like, ah, this is the guy who's in here, not you, because like, <laughs> that's certainly not going to happen with Disney. Like, Cam it Akers doesn't sound like it could happen, but this season it, it could happen. Because this season doesn't make any sense. Yeah, I guess I guess that is true. Like for all the like the crap that we give Madison, I mean, two of the last three games he has been solid on. So yeah, he, he was kind true. of like non-existent last last week, but that's because they were down quite a bit for a while. Uh, the game ended like twenty-seven twenty, but they were down for the majority of the game, so they really couldn't run a whole lot. But yeah, Acres looks looks dusted, so I wouldn't expect that. But I also said that Tyquan Tarzan would be wide receiver too, so Yeah. The the Acres take isn't the craziest one in the show so far. Yeah. I'm trying to I'm trying to think of something else. Obviously I think Raheem Mostert with A Chain out is gonna have the melt faces game and then get injured and then that's what's going to, you know, start to slow down Miami's offense. What if Jeff Wilson is actually the guy who... who that would be freaking crazy. That would be freaking crazy. But I, I actually mentioned it on the 32-team the league that I thought that... This was before the Aishon injury. Mm-hmm. Um, that I thought that Jeff Wilson would be the guy that coming back would stop the, the crazy rise from Aishon. Because he would be like, he would come back and he wouldn't be like super great, but he would steal enough touches because McDaniels likes him to the point in which like A Chain wouldn't have a higher ceiling than, than like he currently has. So he wouldn't get like the 15 touches as the season goes on. His like limit would be around 9 to 10 because like every single one of those three running backs would be somewhat involved in that in that run and passing game. So I think Jeff Wilson actually has like a chance to be something here. And he's sitting on a lot of waivers. I I have a waiver wire claim on a few leaks for him. Because like he is like pretty explosive and he wasn't bad last year as well. I could see I mean Jeff Wilson just like refuses to go away. He was in there most of last year. And he had his weeks. I mean, I believe he ended the season on... Yeah, he ended the season on, like, 
157 fantasy points, which is good for like top 30 running back. I think I think he has some some a word in that backfield. And he had this week. I mean, he had 12 point weeks. He had plenty of double digit weeks last year. Uh, like, I think it will be a factor. More than people want to give him credit for. And like, if Achan comes back, like with the same speed and so on and so forth, I think that Wilson puts a stop to that crazy rise. Oh, you want a crazy rumor that is starting right now? What's that? Uh, this part is not really a rumor, but what comes from this will be a rumor around the league. But the Vikings, they worked out QB Colt McCoy today. No. So you can already hear the rumors. Do they trade Kirk Cousins? They lost JJ. If they lose another game, his cousin's out. Popcorn's out. No way. I would expect them not to, but... Also, I mean, another... you... Oh, go, you're, go. The one who's... you're the one who said that, you know, you think that Cousins might be... this. See, this right here, this is the, like, thing that makes my whole Justin Jefferson versus Jamar Chase long-term case. Stuff like this. I've seen uh, DeAndre Hopkins having like major success with Tom Savage, so I'm I'm okay with Tom Savage. So I'm okay. Remember that? Remember when when you did say like I'm gonna sell Hopkins because I don't think he will sustain the same level of production with Deshaun Watson as he did with Tom Savage? Yeah. That's a take. <laughs> That's a take. That was rough. Imagine not saying that. Like people are like, was, "Who's Tom Savage?" That was rough. I I forgot about Tom Savage. <laughs> Little Tommy boy. I also got like a tweet here. Uh, it doesn't really impact a lot of fantasy things, but it's more like a what a player type of tweet. But yeah, this past Sunday, TJ Watt suffered a, a badly dislocated finger and tore multiple ligaments uh, in the win versus Baltimore. And as any regular human being would do, uh, Watt popped it back in and kept playing like through the did. injury. <laughs> like Completely destroyed finger. Ligaments are all over the place and he just pops it back in, puts a glove on it and wrecks havoc. So yeah, of course he did. <laughs> TJ Watt stuff. I can't. I just. I just. just I, too good. I I could never do that. I could never do what they do. I do not have the pain tolerance to do what they do. Yeah, uh, uh, a tweet about George Pickens. Uh, that's probably not super great for you, but. Salvetri on Twitter 
uh, just said like the Steelers offense are is 31st in pass protection, 32nd in passing efficiency, and 32nd in passing production. And his advice is sell George Pickens off his week week five. This <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> guy. Are you selling him? He's twenty two, dude. Okay, that's fair. If you took, oh, if you told me right now that you do, I mean, Pickens for Pitts is basically just fighting the same fight, right? I mean, I mean, I don't know if I'm fighting the same fight. I'd rather have the talent. This guy. No, you wouldn't. I don't know. Maybe. Have we gone through everything? Because it feels like we've gone through everything. I think so, yeah. I was actually just going to look up Pickens. and I mean, do you? He surpassed 10 targets in two games already. In the games that he didn't surpass 10 targets, it's 7-7-6. Seven, seven, and six. He surpassed over 100 yards twice. Like, I understand, like, the, the lows are pretty low. The, 30, the three receptions for 25 yards and the five receptions for 36 yards, that's pretty low. But, like, the dude is getting volume. He is. The thing is, like, the quality of targets isn't probably the greatest. But he's also one of those wide receivers who like just goes up and makes something out of nothing. So now let's go over to your bench tight end, Kyle Pitts. And we go into game log. Three targets, five targets, four, t- like. 11 targets this past week. 11 targets this past week and nine targets week three against Detroit. And I don't know, man. And he's still, he, how, how does this man not found the end zone? Uh, he's just allergic to it. But um, so across the last three weeks, who do you think has more targets? Pitts or Pickens? Pitts because he has 11 and 9 uh-huh. in the span of two weeks. But... I mean, <laughs> Pickens has 10 and 7. So. <laughs> mm-hmm. It might be the Kyle Pitts resurgence. Stop it. I don't know. It might be. Who did they play? Oh, they play what? Oh, am I going to start Kyle Pitts this week? Stop it. Am I going to start Kyle Pitts this week? Because Darren Waller plays Buffalo. Oh, baby. I might have to. Alpitz is in the starting lineup. Let's go. That's all for us, though. If you've got... Oh, wait, you had a question? Let's go. No, no, no. I was just going to say, hot take of the week. Let's go. Alpitz. Tight end one of Stop the it. week. Stop it. It is going to happen. That's not going to happen. 
But if you've gotten this far, thank you guys so much. If you've gotten this far and haven't subscribed, why haven't you? Like, brah. We just we just listened to Alex talk about Kyle Pitts. Gross. And Tyquan Thornton, wide receiver and two. Tyquan, yeah, like just get this guy with Tyquan Thornton. So, thank you guys so much for listening. We have a cute donate button. Alex, take us off. Just the regular. If you're listening to us on podcasts, uh, Apple Podcasts or Spotify, just be sure to give us a review, five-star review, and leave us a, a, a written review as well in there. We always like to read those. And don't forget to subscribe in those as well. If you're watching on YouTube, don't forget to subscribe, turn on notifications, and leave us a comment there. Also, put a like. It's also greatly appreciated. And as always, see you next week, guys. Have a good fantasy football week. Peace out, guys.